0: Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts' weekly podcast, brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the Game Week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan from Football Chatbox. Let's Scout the Game Week. This week, I'm joined by Andrew, FPL Point Break on Twitter, um, the other half of the FPL SideNet podcast. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me today. How did Game Week 13 treat you?
1: Um, hey Ryan, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be on the show. Um, unfortunately, not too good. Um, game week 13 was a bit of a disaster for me. Um, I'd been on a, on a pretty decent run of uh, green arrows, uh, but came to an end this week. Only scored 48 points. Hmm. Um, game week rank of about 7.5 million and a big red arrow from, to, uh, I think I was 340k or so down to 506k. So pretty disappointing week.
0: Fair enough. Still, st- still doing way better than me. I've had a very bad couple of weeks since my wildcard.
1: Not a good wildcard for you, man?
0: Nah. So I wildcarded in game week 9. And ever since then, only last week was the only green arrow I had. Um, it's just been red arrow, red arrow, red arrow. So I went from about 250k in game week 7 to now 1.3 million in game week 13.
1: That hurts
0: yeah, that hurts. So I've got three three weeks before the refresh uh, to kind of like claw back to some respectable uh, level, so we'll see how we go. um but having said all of that, let's start as always then with a look back on Gamig thirteen um and start with let's say um the Liverpool game, so they say you should never walk alone in the forest because you could end up copying an l, and that's basically what Liverpool did. Um, apart from a few Dean Henderson heroics to keep Van Dijk out, Liverpool were just poor. At least that's what I thought. Uh, what did you think about the game?
1: Um, yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. Um, Liverpool were very poor. Um, it was a strange performance from them. They just seemed really like disjointed and really flat to me. Um, they didn't really give like Salah or Firmino any decent service, didn't really give them the opportunity to... Um, to really, yeah, to to give the managers that captain Salah a chance for him to return. So, um, yeah, it was a strange performance. I, like I said, it was really flat. Um, I thought that you know they had Milner on the right and Robo on the left, and it seemed like they were sending a, a lot of their attack down the right through Milner's side, and and Robo was not really getting involved enough, especially in the first half. So it was a bit strange that they were doing that. Um, Van Dijk as well, he seems to be lacking a fair bit of confidence at the moment. So um, some of those chances, I don't think he would have missed in previous years. But this year, it's just not happening for him.
0: Mm, fair enough. I think, I don't know what Klopp has like kind of changed. Um, I know they have injuries and whatnot. But their co- their main starting level is still somewhat strong. Um, and it's just like a system. I don't know why the system has changed changed or... If the loss of Mane is, like, that big to the front three, that it's just not functioning that, like, anymore like we would have thought it to be. Um, because for me, at least Salah just... owning Salah is just painful right now. Uh, adding to that, he's just not getting involved as much. And the only time I feel like he's more central is when Liverpool are desperate for a goal.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this week in particular, they had so many players out. So... It was maybe a little bit more understandable than some of the other performances earlier in the season. But mm. yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, Yeah, I haven't had Salah for a long time now. And, um, you know, I still worry about not having him in my team every week because I'm waiting for him to hurt me. But he just hasn't.
0: At this point, I feel like uh, because he's such a differential asset, he, even though he could haul, it probably won't affect you too much, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not expecting, even if... Even if Salah was to score, I, I'm not expecting him to haul. You know, mm-hmm. like there's, there's always a chance he'll get a goal or an assist, but yeah. it just he doesn't seem capable at the moment of getting that brace or hat trick that, um, you know, previous seasons he could do at any time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. That's what I was like. I think the Leeds game will probably be his last for me in the team. Um, because after that it's Spurs, and I don't think he can get anything from Spurs. Leeds are also pretty good, and you're a Leeds fan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I am a Leeds yeah. fan.
1: It's it's been a few rough weeks for me as a Leeds fan. Um, yeah, they're they're looking, yeah, they're not looking as good now as they did earlier in the season. That's for sure. So I think they are vulnerable at the moment. That's um, that's why I think that yeah, like I think if if you've got Salah, I don't think it's a good week to drop him. I think it's definitely a a hold. It's definitely a one more week kind of scenario for for Salah or pretty much any movable asset that you might have.
0: Mm, yeah, but like. From the defensive point of view, I think Leeds can get goals as well. Or Leeds if you look at Leeds point of view, this could probably be the best time to play Liverpool as well. They're just vulnerable in defense. We know Leeds are capable of attacking well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean Bamford um has been missing he's had lots of big chances and he's missed mm. them all. Um but they've got Rodrigo back now who's a bit more clinical and he scored again um this week. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, Rodrigo pop up with another goal against Liverpool.
0: Yep, fair enough. Uh okay, so that's Liverpool. Uh meanwhile, on the blue half of Merseyside, um, Everton had an impressive home win that saw Pickford actually get a clean sheet. So praise the Lord for me. Uh Crystal Palace, however, continue their poor away performance. Um and with game weeks fifteen and sixteen also being away games, is this probably the last game week Zaha might get some patience from his owners?
1: Um, yeah, possibly I think it might be. Um although I think if if Zaha returns this week, um, even if it's just an assist, um, I think the narrative might shift again with him. Like if he if he returns this week it would be it would be three returns in his last five games. Um so he hasn't been as bad as um some of his owners are kind of making out on Twitter or or wherever you, you you um wherever people are posting about it. So I think with um with Nottingham Forest coming up in game week sixteen, if Zaha returns this week, it's going to be kind of it's going to be hard to sell him. Um, but on the other hand, if he looks if he looks bad again and he blanks again, then people um people might not be willing to hold him for that game week sixteen against Nottingham Forest. I think it's the
0: the home side they look good. It's the away performances which are slightly a bit worrying. Uh, at least yeah. for me um because out of the last four games um they he's returned in his away uh, sorry in his um out of the last four games he's returned in his home games and not returned in the away games yeah which is yeah,
1: yeah zaha is i think he's only got one return away from home all season yeah that was that was against liverpool um and yeah so crystal palace in general they look a lot better at home Mm-mm-mm. it's it it's just that game week 16 fixture which is against Nottingham Forest that yeah. kind of makes me think that he might be worth holding because if, if you're going to score away from home against anyone, it, it probably is going to be Nottingham Forest. Fair enough. Um, I know that they've, they defended really well against Liverpool, so I, I, I suppose we, we need to wait and see how they play this week. If they put in another really impressive defensive performance, then maybe we'll change our mind about um, they, how good they are as well.
0: Their numbers have improved though. I checked their numbers before the Liverpool game as well. Defensive numbers have improved um, since uh, Steve Cooper got his new contract. Um, so recently their numbers have improved. So I won't be surprised if they... Who are they playing next? I think Forest are playing um, this week. They've got... Arsenal, isn't it? Arsenal, yes. And Arsenal are at home. Arsenal at home, they're much more strong. So I expect Arsenal to actually score a few goals. But then it's the um, Brentford game. I guess that will be a real test to tell us whether first are uh, decent or not.
1: Yeah, they seem to have um, changed their focus a little bit um, to become a bit more defensive mm. uh, in recent weeks. I think they've, um, yeah, like at the start of the season, it was it was all out attack from them and they were leaving themselves open at the back. And I think they're uh, they're playing a little bit differently now, being a little bit more circumspect.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Fair enough. Um, okay, so that's Arsenal. Sorry, that's a uh, Palace. And uh, first, any thoughts on Everton? Three goals scored. Calvert-Lewin is back.
1: Yeah, they they look pretty good. I you know they they played really well. I, I watched that game the other night and I was impressed by um by how well um yeah how well they attacked and yeah they they were by far the better team against Palace. So um I am interested in in Calvert-Lewin. Um they've probably got the out of the last. Three, the last three fixtures, they've probably got the best fixtures yeah, in the Premier League. they're so, top
0: of the ticker right now. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. So if um if Calvert if Calvert Lewin can stay uh can stay fit or mm-hmm. build his fitness, then I'm actually looking at him as a bit of a punt in the last couple of weeks before the World Cup break.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, I think he could be a decent uh, option as well because if you look at the fixtures, so they've got uh, obviously Fulham away. Okay. Fulham that might be a tough game because Fulham usually are better at home. Uh, But then you've got Leicester uh, at home and then Bournemouth away. So those are two good tasty fixtures um, as well for Calvert-Lewin, assuming he can stay fit, that is.
1: Yeah. I mean, even the full-on fixture is not too bad. They are at home, but they don't usually keep clean sheets, even when they do win. So, um, yeah, especially, you know, if you've got um, Solanke and he's injured for a few weeks or... If you've got um, Mitro and you don't like the last two fixtures that mm. Mitro's got, which is Manchester United and Manchester City, uh, then it's an easy switch across to DCL as long as you've got a little bit of money in the bank, of course.
0: Yeah, and I think we don't know. Like Gabriel Jesus is still one yellow card away um, from a suspension, so if he happens to pick one in the next game, you could see more, um, probably more managers looking towards Calvert-Lewin if Calvert-Lewin performs well against Fulham as well.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you could. Um, DCL could become the next kind of big bandwagon, especially if, as you say, um, Jesus gets suspended and people are looking for an easy switch. Mm-mm-mm.
0: Cool. So that's um, Everton and Forrest and also Crystal Palace. Now, moving on. Arsenal dropped points as they drew against Southampton um, with another popular transfer in Saka, also blanking. Um, do we expect Arsenal to beat Forrest with ease? Um, and for those who haven't bought in Saka yet, would you recommend bringing him in?
1: Um, well yeah, I mean I'm for for my for my team, I'm looking at that exact move, mm. I think, this week. Um, I wasn't particularly surprised that they um that they only scored one goal against Southampton. Um, they haven't been anywhere near as good away from home, but mm. at home they've been really, really impressive. Um, so it doesn't sort of turn me off, Saka, the fact that they weren't that great against Southampton. I still think that they can put a few goals past um Nottingham Forest and yeah, I'm still looking at bringing Saka in this week. I don't have him there. I've only got one Arsenal player in my team which is Martinelli Um, and I think home game against Nottingham Forest as good as that as Arsenal are at home. um, I'd like to get a second attacking asset so I'm definitely still looking at bringing Saka in. You've got
0: um, so I'm just looking at your midfield. So you've got Bowen, Zaha, Martinelli, Foden and Andres. So would Saka be for Bowen in that specific case?
1: Yeah, I mean my um, I've been planning this move for a couple of weeks and my initially I was thinking of actually bringing him in for Andreas because I've got $4.5 in the bank. Um, but um, I haven't been very impressed with uh, with Bowen. He's got Manchester United this week. He's lost his penalty. Mm. So I'm thinking now that maybe um, the better move is to use Bowen to get to soccer and then um, use all that money I've got in the bank to upgrade a striker in one of the last couple of weeks. Um, whether it's getting DCL or even getting someone like Darwin, so I might, yeah, I might save the cash and go Bowen to sucker this week.
0: Yep, fair enough, fair enough. That seems like a sensible move right now. He's all Bowen has come out and said that he's lost his penalties. Penalties, and to be honest, initially I was like thinking of Bowen to bring him for the last two weeks because of their home games, but now with penalties gone, that appeal drops down a bit more.
1: Yeah, and he hasn't been as um, he hasn't been as much of a, of a talisman for West Ham this season as he was in his previous seasons where he, you know, where he scored a ton of FPL points. You know, he's not, um, is more of a focal point now. He seems to be um, in a more of a creative role. And some of the, his teammates are, are bad finishers. And he, he's, he's set up so many big chances and hasn't got a single assist this year because his teammates aren't finishing the chances he's creating. So mm. it's been frustrating as a Bowen owner um, watching um, him dodge points for the last few weeks. Fair enough.
0: Um, okay, so Saka is a yes, basically, uh, or almost basically a yes, still good option to bring in. Um, let's move on for the final question for Game Week 13. Um, so finally, Almiron continues his great form. Um, as a Newcastle as Newcastle beats Spurs, uh, Kane, meanwhile, continues to take over in points and proves why he is the second best premium in the game. At least I think so. Um, what did you think about that game?
1: Yeah, it was... Um, oh, Harry Kane is just amazing. He just keeps on ticking over. He keeps on scoring headed goals. Mm. Um, and yeah, but on the whole, I'm not that impressed with how Spurs are playing at the moment. They look, um, they look like they're struggling in attack a fair bit without the mm. Charleston and Kulusevsky. Um son still doesn't look like himself, even though he had that hat trick recently um, since then, he's pretty much gone back to how he looked before the hat trick. So um, Harry Kane's really the only one on that Spurs team that sort of, mm dragging them, he's dragging them along to results. Um, so yeah, on the other hand, Newcastle, I feel like they really deserve that win. Um, they're just looking better and better uh, and Almiron's been absolutely amazing. Mm. I, I just can't believe how good of a finisher he's been this season.
0: I don't, like, I, I haven't checked the numbers yet for him, uh, for the underlying data, but he's just on form right now and with both um, Isaac and St. Max both out, He's just like that next creative, um, or more attacking uh, threat after Wilson, I guess.
1: Yeah, definitely, and he's so cheap. Um, I think he had something like six shots the other day, something like that. He's his his shot numbers are, are impressive. Mm. Um, and yeah, he's just full of confidence at the moment. He's the kind of he's the kind of player where you just don't expect him to keep scoring week after week, but he keeps on doing it. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, and I I haven't brought him into my team yet. I keep on thinking he keep he can't keep this up and then he just keeps on scoring so I'm, I might have to somehow find a way to bring him in at some point.
0: Yeah I might think, uh, I'm I'm considering a move um, for Salah to Almiron in like 15 and then upgrade my Mitrovic to maybe a Kane in
1: that week. Yeah, that, that sounds like a pretty solid move.
0: Yeah so we'll have to see because there are a couple teams in game week 15 that face each other like I think uh, Chelsea play Newcastle in sorry no that's sixteen. Uh, in fifteen I think Arsenal play, uh, Chelsea, and yeah. then uh, Liverpool play Spurs. So I'm just thinking Salah against a uh, low, low block Spurs. Will he get any chances? I'm not really sure. Uh, although I have much, I have a feeling that there's more chance of Kane getting a goal against Liverpool than Salah against Spurs at this
1: point. Yeah, definitely, because I mean, yeah, they, the Spurs just let you have the ball, and they mm. sit back and absorb pressure, and then they hit you on the counter. And um, Liverpool's defense has been so shaky mm. um, that you, yeah, they have been exposed on the counter attack countless times this season. So, and the Spurs are the best at it. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see them exploit um, exploit that weakness again.
0: Yep, fair enough. Uh, okay, so now let's turn our attention to Game Week 14. Uh, let's talk a bit of captaincy as well. Um, so the great Nordic Mitchell continues his goal scoring form while the most transferred in player Foden got benched. Um they this week they come up against the Great Wall of Ward um in Game Week fourteen. And is it time to test the Gandhi theory this week?
1: Yeah, I can't bring myself to captain anyone but but Harlan, surely. Surely people have, have learnt their lesson. Um, I've
0: learned it after Game Week nine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've um I, I was lucky enough not to have Salah, so I didn't have that difficult decision this week. It would have been really tempting to captain him. Um so yeah, I dodged a bullet. I captained Haaland and luckily because he was pretty much the only return I got this week except for Mitrovic. So um but yeah, I'll be captaining Haaland again. I think um if you I, I know that Leicester's defence has improved. They've kept quite a few clean sheets recently, but they still are pretty vulnerable mm. on set pieces. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure how well they're going to be able to def- defend corners that are being delivered by KDB onto the head of like a six foot six Nordic meat shield. I'm not sure how they're they're going to contain him. So um, even though it's the early kickoff, then you know that, I, I'm not very I'm not a generally a superstitious person. Um, I actually like captaining in the early kickoff because mm. in the time zone that we're in, at least we can watch our captain yeah. play. Fair enough. Yeah, so I'm I'm happy to do it. And um, yeah, he hasn't let me down too many times this season. So I'll just keep rolling with him, I think.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I think for me, Haaland has to be captain. Um, It's just that I know um, Leicester did get a couple of clean sheets. But then again, we were expecting them to perform slightly better in that run as well because their fixtures were more um, favorable. But now again, it's going to get a bit more harder. Um, And to be honest, City are one of the best attacking teams in the league right now and Haaland is just scoring goals for fun so I don't see why people wouldn't captain him Um, but if let's say you didn't have Haaland right or you just wanted to go somewhere else because your ranks are really low what would you who would you suggest then?
1: Um, I I actually think that this week is probably a better Salah week than Nottingham Forest was Um, just because of the fact that um, at least this week Liverpool's at home um, Leeds have been a bit suspect defensively um, recent uh, recently, mm-hmm. so i i'm not expecting i'm not expecting Leeds to be able to uh, keep a clean sheet against Liverpool the way that Nottingham Forest did. So I think Liverpool will score a, a few goals. Mm-hmm. We know that Salah's going to be playing centrally again, most likely. Um, well, we don't we don't know whether Darwin's going to be back or not. But yeah, I I, I kind of feel like the home game against Leeds is a uh, is a really good fixture, and you know. If you weren't going to captain, if you weren't going to captain um, Harland, then you know you could roll the dice with Sala again.
0: Mm-hmm. I must mention that because um, I don't know when this will actually come out, but we are recording this before the, any of the Champions League games have taken place. Just in case something happens during the Champions League that we haven't predicted, um, yeah. Keep just for anyone who's listening, keep that in mind as well.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, there's always midweek injuries that mm. ruin your plans. So,
0: yep. Exactly. Uh, okay, so um, apart from that, Foden, if you don't have him, would you still bring him in, uh, given the benching?
1: I would, yeah. I mean, I, I brought him in this week for Trossard, and I was absolutely shocked that he was benched this week. Um, I did not see that coming at all, but I, I'm pretty sure that's the first time he hasn't started a Premier League game this season. Um, He's he's come um, off at half time, I think, before, and he's been hauled off early a few times. But I think almost every other game he's started. So I'm not expecting him to be rested again, uh, especially since they're pretty much through in the Champions League. I think they only need you know another point or something to guarantee yeah against Dortmund this dream. week. Yeah, yeah. So I I I would be surprised if Foden doesn't start the remaining three games. So I definitely think. Um, If you have him, you keep him, and I'd be very tempted to bring him in if I didn't have him already.
0: Mm -mm, Fair enough. Um, Okay, Uh, apart apart from the teams we covered, were there any other teams or players that you wanted to touch touch on that you think could be good going forward?
1: Um, We've already spoken a little bit um, about Everton. Mm -hmm. Um, They've got the best fixtures for the last three, so um, I think... Someone like um, DCL could be a good punt. But apart from that, I think Manchester United are actually a really good team mm. um, to target. Uh, if you want a bit of a differential, I think their most highly owned player is Rashford at about 15%. So he, he's he's still quite a differential. They've got West Ham at home, Aston Villa away, Fulham away. Um, so a good three fixtures left for them as well. Um, and yeah, there's there's a few options in the team. You've got Anthony or Anthony. You've got Darlow, who's um, playing really well. Um, he's only got one assist so far this season, but he does seem to be displaying a fair bit of attacking threat. Mm. Um, and yeah, they're much improved. So uh, given how low the ownership is of Man United assets, I think if you're looking for a differential to to boost you um, up the ranks in the last three weeks before the World Cup break, I think they're a good option.
0: Yeah, I think uh, so. Right now, they're third on the ticker. Uh, Under the World Cup. Um, Dalot is good in terms of bonus points as well at times because he's just very involved. The one thing I'm slightly worried um, right now is with regards to, um, in terms of defense, we have looked good, but with Varane now injured, um, I don't know how much of an effect that will have uh, in terms of their ability to keep clean sheets. With the West Ham game, I might, we'll have to see the West Ham game and see how they perform defensively. But uh, Dalot is a pretty good option. Rashford, you said, he's also a good option, just hasn't found his shooting boots right now. Um, So that's something we'll have to monitor and see. I think he could be a good option. I'm still waiting to see with regards to uh, Martial and see what his fitness is like. Um, If he is anywhere near game time, uh, before the last two game weeks, then I'll be very tempted to go there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. uh, Rashford surely has to put one away soon. He's had so many chances. Um and you know, there's been the uh, goalkeepers have uh, pulled off a couple of pretty good saves against him as well. So I think he's been a little bit unlucky. Mm. Um I I expect him to to start scoring soon. Um he's had he's had that many chances. He looks pretty sharp. It's just the finishing that's let him down a little bit.
0: Yep, fair enough. Um and then finally, the I asked for some questions from the community. Um and your co-host uh Peterson uh actually asked me a question instead. Uh and let me get that question back up. Um where is it? So the question was um have you seen Point Break before? And I have to be honest, I have not seen that movie yet. Uh, so I think that is one for me to add onto the watch list.
1: One hundred percent. That's something for you to watch in the um in the break between uh the Premier League and the World Cup starting. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. I mean, that's obviously where my uh, Twitter handle comes yeah. from. It's my favorite movie of all time. I've Just seen... make sure that you watch the original. Don't don't bother with the remake that oh, came okay. out a few years ago. It's absolutely horrendous.
0: I've seen most other Keanu re- uh, movies, but this one I haven't seen. So we'll you... give, I'll definitely give that a watch.
1: You've seen them all, but the best one. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. I'll, I'll have to. That, that's one on the watch list for sure. Now it's gone higher up on the watch list then.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, okay. So thank you for for your time today, Andrew. Do you have anything to plug?
1: Um, oh, not really. Just apart from the um, uh, the pod, you know, which you've already mentioned. Um, uh, me and uh, Pete have got uh, a weekly pod, um, FPL side net, which we record every week. Um, we have a lot of fun just chatting FPL together. It's pretty uh, pretty chilled, relaxed kind of vibe. Um, we're not recording this week because Pete's um on holidays with his family. But normally it's every week. So, if you've never heard us, give us a listen.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so that's it for this week's Card the Game Week. I'll be back next time to look back on Game Week 14 and ahead to Game Week 15, Green Arrow